the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, as you know, on our program, we talk about those issues from a perspective that respects America's founding traditions. I have a great show for you with great guests, and let me tell you about them right now. Later in our second half of the program, we'll speak to Larry Beasley, longtime friend, actually a fellow I grew up with. He has embarked over the past year on a massive project to hike virtually all over the United States, and he has some very specific reasons to do that, to pay tribute to some very special friends of his. We'll hear all about his quest in the second half of our show. Right now, we're pleased to be joined in the studio by veteran liaison Chuck Griffin, who's with the Chad Bar Law Firm, and also attorney Jordan Kuvet guyton who's with Chad Law, um, Law, Chad Bar Law as well. And they, both Chuck and Jordan are heavily involved, actively involved in a variety of ways of supporting our United States military veterans. And Chuck is an actual U.S. Army veteran. First of all, Chuck, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service to defend and protect my freedom. That's my honor. And uh, Jordan, great to have you join us today. Thanks for having us today. And Chuck, uh, it, it was great to have you. Chad joined us several weeks ago, uh, back before the end of the year. Um, he was here uh, representing uh, the, the great work that he does with the with the, the children, Central Florida That's Children's Ranch. Yes. But right now, um, and of course, our program you know is you know is dedicated to also supporting our military veterans, active duty, and veterans. And Chuck, could you tell us a little bit about the, the situation? Because I know I think most people that are aware that there are a lot of veterans uh, who have served our country uh, faithfully, put their life on the line, literally. And they, when they come home, they have a, a difficult transition, and many of them are, are, are not doing well. Uh, but you are aware of, and you, you are an expert in, uh, various organizations that can help uh, veterans in that situation. Share a little bit about that with us, please. Uh, yeah, well, that's what um, – well, actually, I, I was one of those veterans. Uh, so when I, when I got out, it's been, it's been a little while. Uh, when I got out, I, I, I got a free education. I got a good home loan, uh, and I got a free meal once a year. And that was the extent of me being a veteran. Uh, But I I didn't know there was so much out there. So uh, down the line, uh, Chad Barr wanted to to start that his passion is veterans. So he wanted to bring in and he said, "Okay, I need to bring in a veteran. Um, 
so he brought me in and and so my job is now to figure out how to make veterans lives easier and and what i found is is such a a wealth of of programs out there and there's just an overabundance of help available but the problem is 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 like i said i had no clue it was out there and most other veterans don't um so you know that's what we're trying to do is trying to bring an awareness uh through helping other companies you know we find other nonprofits that are doing amazing work and we try to glom on with them we help with volunteering we take posts whenever we can um to get it out there just so we can we can try to figure out how to get the word out there a little better on um you know all the benefits that are out there now of course uh we we specify in veterans benefits medical benefits um you know and that's why we have uh, Jordan here because she's absolutely amazing. She she deals with all the veterans. She's the actual attorney that deals with them. I just I bring them in. <laughs> she gets them help. That is me. Yeah. I'm the one you, you know, if you call the office, you're obviously you talk to me every time. Um, you know, Chuck does a lot of the outreach to these outside organizations and getting us involved and seeing what's out there so that then when clients come into the office. You know, when they need something, I know where I can send them for a resource instead of just some random person that maybe doesn't understand. Um, but the big part where we come into play as far as the law firm aspect on is we help with veterans benefits. So when someone goes to war or they just serve in general, maybe they never go into combat, they're most of the time eligible for some type of VA benefits. And those VA benefits could be disability-based, which is where they got some injury, or it could be a pension-based. And there are, which a lot of people don't even know, and this is something I tell anyone I speak to, there is designated benefit officers in every single VA hospital or VA medical center that their job all day is to point you in the right direction. So their job is to help you with the school loan, with applying for the home loan, applying for VA benefits. Um, And once you submit those initial applications, that's kind of where we come into play because there's so many people that we talk to. I mean, they've been fighting years for their benefits where they keep getting turned down, turned down, turned down. And that's kind of when they walk into our, my office is really when they're just fed up, when they want to give up and they don't want to keep doing it. Um, and so there's the, and I'll explain a little bit of what the benefit side is. If you, you know, if you don't, don't have any experience with that, or maybe you are a veteran and you just don't even know it's out there. So let's say you're injured in service. And it could be that maybe you rolled your ankle or you, I don't know, got into some type of accident while you're in service. And now it's, you know, 30 years later and you still have that ankle pain or you still have that shoulder injury that's just kind of getting worse as you get older. The VA will pay you a monthly amount of money for that. Um, And the big part that a lot of people don't realize, it's completely tax-free income. So if you're just sitting there and you have, you know, the ringing in your ears and you've never even applied Ringing in your ears automatically, it's called tinnitus or tinnitus, depending on how you want to say it. Um, that's automatically 10% disability. So that's it's like $144 a month that a veteran could receive for the rest of their life. But some veterans don't even know they're eligible and, or they don't know how to apply. And that leads to uh, the, the next question. I'm sh- sure some people right now are thinking, um, you know, gee, weren't aware of some of the things you were talking about. What would be the first step? You know, somebody is out there theoretically, you know, in the situation you just described, uh, but not getting into benefits, didn't even know about them, wouldn't even know uh, how, to, how to access them, what would be their first step? Yeah, so the first step really is, you know, first and foremost, if you go to a VA medical center, go in and ask to talk to the benefit officer. 
if you are one of the people, my grandpa, he's a veteran and he hates the VA. He does not, he does not like to go to the hospital at all. He's adamantly against them. If you're against them, you know, there's my, obviously you could call our office and I can help you walk you through applying. We don't charge anything to apply for the benefits. We'll help you for free. Um, and I'll consult with you for free too. And it'll be me. Or there are other, there are, um, different organizations that also do the same thing. And you can call any of them and they will help. But I will say this, and this is just like a warning to anyone. If you call one of these organizations for help with benefits and they want to charge you for this initial application, go somewhere else. We are not supposed to charge anyone for initial apps. They're just taking advantage. And, and, and that's a great point. I'd like to have you guys bring up, I, I, just you know, from learning what I, what I have learned and am learning, uh, apparently there are some unscrupulous people out there uh, masquerading as people that can help no, veterans and, 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 and they're not legitimate. No, and, Correct. That, and that's what, and that's what you know, I think one of the, the shiny reasons we wanted to come on here and spread the word is because uh, people may have a negative connotation when it comes to lawyers in general, but then especially when it comes to the benefits where there are some shady characters out there that will charge you for that initial connotation, charge you for the back pay, take a percentage of what comes forward. I mean, they will just rake you over the coals and take advantage of you and, and Unfortunately, and, and like I was telling you earlier, we're trying to start, you know, a nonprofit that has a lot of things. And, and the hardest thing we're doing is, is vetting all of these organizations because there are so many people out there trying to take advantage of of, of heroes. You know, I, personally, I'm a veteran, but I never touched war. I, I don't consider myself a hero. I, I, you know, I saw myself on the dotted line, but I never got a chance to do it. There's a lot of guys out there that, that were in the belly of the beast. They went out there and they did that and they deserve everything that's owed to them. Um, and for somebody to come along and want to take a piece of that is it's unconscionable to us. Um, we don't do any of that. We don't take any further benefit. It's a small percentage of what we get on the back pay, and that is it. We don't take anything else. There's no upfront cost. There's no anything else. Um, and we want to make sure that, like she said, if you go to somewhere and they're trying to charge you for these upfront, these beginning and for upfront fees and trying to get you to pay for all these different things, you need to go talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of people out there. Of course, we would love for you to come talk to us at Chad Bar Law. But anywhere you do go, just make sure that, that you're doing your research, that you, you've talked to somebody, you, you've looked them up on Better Business, you've done all that stuff. Because, unfortunately, and, and it shouldn't be a conversation we have, but we have to have it, that there are people out to take advantage of anybody, even if you're a vet. No, great information. And, friends, I want to let you know our guests today are Chuck Griffin. Chuck is a veteran liaison with the Chad Bar Law, Bar Law Firm. And also Jordan Kuvet Guyton, who's an attorney with the Chad Bar Law Firm. And as you're hearing, uh, you, if you don't have any other resources or if something you haven't even thought of, um, or if you're having difficulty, uh, Chad Bar Law would be a great place, first place to start for you as well to get to get some help from people that really have a heart for veterans and respect for veterans. And you know, we've got a, just a minute or so before we go to break, and you know, of course we look forward to picking up our conversation with Chuck and. Jordan, when we come back from that break, but can you talk just briefly on, I know Chad's uh, not here, but uh, can you talk a little bit about his uh, commitment and his heart for veterans? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, something I explored with him. I've known Chad for a very long time. He, his first house was across the street from my first house. Um, you know, so we've known each other for a long time. We, we came in, but so I asked him when he brought me in, I said, you know, I know he didn't get the chance to serve, and but his his uncle and his father both served. And he told me, uh, let me see if I can get this quote right, because it was pretty powerful to me. He said, I never got the chance to serve, but this is how I pay back the people that did. Or something to that effect, but that he 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 has such a heart and such a respect 
for the veterans uh, that he wanted to give back. And he said he 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 loved talking to veterans, but he he hated when he sat back and just heard the horror stories about how they've been treated and how nobody cares. And it and it really um, you've met Chad. You know this guy has a bigger heart than anybody you've ever met in your life. This guy is just crazy. Um, but but so he saw it and he sees the need and he 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 hates to hear the stories and and see veterans just deteriorate away when you know there is so much help out there so he wanted to reach out and and you know he's he's had success in in law and and so he wanted he, this is his passion project this is what he wants to do this is where he wants to put his extra money that everything goes towards veterans and and I'm on board 100% with yeah, well, we appreciate the work that Chad's doing and, and that you're doing well, friends, we'll be right back with Chuck Griffin, veteran liaison with the Chad Bar Law Firm, and Jordan Kuvet guyton attorney with the Chad Bar Law Firm. In just a moment, before we go to break, I want to give a shout-out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. Let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain supports our program and all the programs you hear right here on the new AM950 FM 94.9, the answer in our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. One of the big issues that's been a problem for many, many years is veterans who serve our country, who in many cases, well, in all cases, you know, are in a position to put their life on the line, and in many cases do put their life on the line, uh, come home and they don't get the support that they need from a variety of issues, including that includes medical care, Oftentimes, it also complete, uh, includes financial support. Well, that's the theme of our program today, the first half of our program. And we're speaking with Chuck Griffin, who's a veteran liaison with the Chad Bar Law Firm, and Jordan Kuvet guyton who's an attorney with the Chad Bar Law Firm. And they are giving us great insight and information about services that veterans can access to get help, and uh, ways to access those services. And, of course, one of those ways is to contact the Chad Bar Law Firm. Let's go back to Jordan Kuvet-Guyton. And, Jordan, you, know, you work specifically with the veterans. You're that contact person at Chad Bar Law when they call. Uh, what is What are some other things that you'd like the veterans out there and their families to know about, about a way they can, they can get get assistance? Yeah, of course. So, You know, earlier we talked a lot about that initial application for people that don't know about benefits at all. So the other important piece that a lot of people forget about is, you know, once you are service connected. So once, let's say, you are getting compensation, it's been years, and you've been getting that 10% for that knee that's been bothering you for the last 10 years. Well, now you're in a position where your right knee is bothering you. Before it was always the left, but now the right knee is giving you issues. So something to remember about these VA benefits is, There's direct service connection, which means that's the injury that happened while in service. But there's something called secondary service connection, which means that if you have an injury in service that causes another injury over time, you can be compensated for that also. 
So that's something, you know, knees are pretty common. If one knee goes, the other one's eventually going to start giving you issues. Um, so I want people to be aware of that, of filing those secondary claims. And another thing that a lot of people don't know is the VA system for disability benefits really works as an increased scale. So as conditions get worse, you have to tell the VA. People think that, you know, if they go to the VA Medical Center, the VA Medical Center would obviously tell the government, like, hey, this person's getting worse. It doesn't work that way. If you don't file an actual claim with the VA Disability Department, they're not going to increase your disability. So, you know, your your sleep apnea could have started out as kind of okay, not bad, and now you could be all the way on a CPAP machine. Well, a CPAP machine is 50% rating each month. And for those that don't know anything about VA, um, you get a disability rating. So they assign you a percentage rating of how hurt you are, injured you are. And that's one of the big things of just knowing once you reach that new level, applying and telling the VA, because no one is looking around to make sure you're applying for increases. They're maybe <laughs> hoping you don't apply for an increase, if we're being honest. So it's really making sure. And um, outside of the benefits, outside of the disability benefits, this is really for anyone that is, you know, has financial issues right now. There is a VA pension program, and that's purely needs-based benefits. So it's not based on some service-connected disability, it is a program that's supposed to assist veterans with their living expenses. You know, there's some qualifications. You know, you have to have received an honorable discharge, you have to have wartime service, and your net worth has to be low, and then you have to have some type of age or disability. But that's another way that people don't know it's out there, and that is eligible to veterans, but it's also something that, you know, if, if your father was a veteran and now your mom's, you know, he's passed away, unfortunately, and your mom needs financial help, she may be able to qualify for the pension under his service. So just another way to get those benefits that your, you know, family earned. Thank you for sharing the great information. And also, when I had a thought as you were talking, you were talking primarily, especially about medical benefits, and that's your area of specialty at Chad Barlar, Chad Barlaw. But um, obviously, an, another thing that we see often with veterans are a homeless problem, you know, uh, you know, Financially indigent and and literally homeless is is there you any what you have any thoughts or uh, on or how you know veterans well, in that situation can find help? Once again, uh, there's programs out there. Uh, there really are, and once again, I, I didn't know about any of them, and I, I'm learning more and more every day. And I do a uh, with a group called Soldiers Angels. Uh, we feed underprivileged veterans uh, every month. We do about 230 veterans every month. Um, and so through there, I got to talk to a lot of people and, and, and so we're, we're already dealing with lower income veterans. Uh, so they come with those problems. And, and I, uh, so through problems like that gentleman came to me. So there is programs through uh, the VA where they, they provide housing and then you have, um, companies like, so they'll provide the housing if you qualify for it, but then you walk into a bare bones house. There's, there's nothing in it. There's no furniture. There's no dishes. There's no anything. Um, and then, uh, so Soldiers Angels, they come in, they have a care package that will come in and give you pots and pans, dishes, you know, blankets and stuff. And there's there's just so many different groups out there ready to go. Um, there's groups that go in and do just feeding homeless. They'll go and randomly do homeless feedings. You know, when we do ours, you have to sign up for it. You have to come through. It's a, it's a drive-through thing. We put 70-plus pounds of food in your car every month. Um, but then there's also groups that go out and specifically go to homeless vets. There's There's groups that go to the VA hospitals. 
nonstop and and they're 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 caring for people in the VA just as much as just a friend to come by and talk to you because a lot of these veterans are in the, in the hospital and they don't have family or they they're alone they're, they don't want to reach out they don't want to tell anybody they're hurt or you know because we're veterans and we're stupid we're hard like that you know so um there's just there's so many groups out there that yes and and that's what it is and and that's why uh we're trying to uh, we're trying to create a, a a charity, a 5013C, but what it's going to be is, is basically a, a one-stop shop for everything that is a veteran. So instead of having to go out and search all these different sites to try to find these programs, we're going to try to combine them and consolidate them into one uh, one plan. It's, it's turned out to be very tedious, which is a, a good thing uh, because there's so much help out there. Uh, so it's just it's taken us a lot longer than we thought it was going to to build a site. So not only are we going to have a so everything from and if you want to get the, uh, benefits, protecting vets, yes, protecting program. vets. It'll be protectingvets.com. Uh, right now, it's just a placeholder for Chad Bar Law, uh, but because we're trying to build the actual site right now. But so not only will it be a anything from medical benefits to getting a vacation discount, you know, from everything in between. Uh, and then we're gonna have veteran-owned business uh, referral programs. We're gonna have a referral program for companies that offer uh, benefits to veterans. Uh, we're gonna do a as soon as we get the site up, we're going to start doing a a, a video series uh, where, of course, everybody knows about the, the Red Cross, the big ones, the big national charities that, that go out. But a lot of people don't know about the absolutely amazing work that's being done right here, not only in Orlando, but Central Florida. And then as you go out, it's every small town, every city has some special veterans helping other veterans that a lot of people just don't know about. So what we want to do is we want to have Monthly, weekly, we'll figure out how fast we can get this out. But we want to do a, a series on on those groups, those those special groups that are that are doing absolutely amazing things that people just don't know about. Um, and, and we were speaking earlier. I, I was at a, a veteran resource fair, and, and I was talking to a gentleman from the Green Beret Foundation, and we were talking about veteran suicide and and how we know you know the. the um, there's just too many. One's too many, much less 22. Uh, but then, so what he said was they feel alone. And and I can understand that because before I came into this position, I, I that, like I said, it, I, being a vet was just I did something way back in the day, and, and that's I got a free education out of it. Um, but so we want – we don't want any of those veterans to feel like they're alone anymore. We want to show them there is so much out there. There's so many places that you can go to get help, be it mental help, be it medical help, be it – uh, housing, be it food assistance, be it anything. There, there are so many groups. It is so heartwarming every day coming and finding new organizations. Um, and actually, not to get off path real quick, but uh, you know, special thanks to Audrey uh, Christman because she's the one that, that introduced the two of us together, and she has been an absolute gem as far as getting us out. We were thinking more micro, and she made us think macro really quick. Um, so she's actually assisting us and getting some more. So we're just trying to reach out and trying to figure out every day how we can help more and more veterans. And that's what we're going to gear that protecting vets to. Um, but it's all geared from Chad Bar Law. This is all Chad's baby. He's he's putting this all together and, and trying to make it happen. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm just stoked to be a part of it. I, I'm excited. I, nobody has a better job than I do. They might get paid better than I do, but they I think sure I like have my job. Fun. I get to do the other side. <laughs> I get to help on my end. No, it's – I mean – it's there's a lot of areas of law. I mean, obviously, I could have practiced any law, but I got into it because I watched what my grandpa went through. I know, you know, firsthand of the struggle of 
this system, especially for VA benefits, that is complex and it's hard and it's very technology based, which is not very friendly for a lot of my veterans. Um, And that's where it really came into play of I know that, you know, when they walk through the door, I can help them navigate the computers. I can help them get to the right doctor, especially if they had, you know, just undiagnosed illnesses that they only they're like, oh, well, this always hurts. I'm like, yeah, that's that's an illness. We need to get you to the doctor for that. So knowing that between providing them good resources that can help them with homelessness and hunger and different things like that, and then also getting to get them money to help on the back end, it's pretty rewarding between the two of us. So it feels good every day. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's great. Well, Chuck and Jordan, appreciate the work, great work that you're doing, that Chad's doing uh, to support our veterans. And I really appreciate you coming over to, to share with us today. Yeah, thank you uh, for having we, us. Yeah, very much so. Anytime we can get the, the word out and help more veterans, we're excited about it. And I also want to thank Audrey Chrisman, too, for connecting us. And I know that she does a tremendous amount of great work supporting veterans in, in her sphere, which is amount. which is large and influential. So thank you, Audrey, uh, for, for the connection to Chuck and to Jordan and for all the great work that you do supporting veterans. Well, friends, we're going to go to break in just a moment. Uh, before we do, of course, I want to remind you, that if you um, would want to follow up on what you've heard today and you are a veteran or you uh, have a friend or if you're a family member of a veteran that needs some help, assistance in any way, in any, you know, as, as, you've, as we've talked about, uh, I would say I suggest a great place to start would be Chad Bar Law. And Chuck and Jordan are there to, to help, literally. Uh, before we go to break, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you're looking for a place that will care for your car, truck, SUV, or van with honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus at Sheeler Auto Repair. We'll be right back on the Electric Franklin Wheelchair. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today, friends. Hope you're enjoying the show. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Chuck and Jordan, Chuck Griffin and Jordan Kuvek Guyton, representatives of the Chad Bar Law Firm, and the great information they had about the numerous ways, numerous um, things, organizations, benefits out there to help our military veterans, especially those who may be struggling with any one of various issues. And once again, I'd encourage you to contact the Chad Bar Law Firm, contact either Jordan or Chuck at the Chad Bar Law Firm. If you um, or a loved one or a friend needs help, um, is a veteran who needs help and and could use, um, would benefit from accessing the information that they have. Introduce our next guest in just a moment. Before we do, I want to, of course, remind you that our program is supported by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you have garage door problems of any kind, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Friends, now we're very pleased to share with you a guest that I've been really excited about having join us on our program. He was a fellow that I knew growing up in Apopka, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but was actually you know, quite a few years ago. And recently we've reconnected through the magic of Facebook, and he has embarked upon a, I would say, a monumental journey, um, an inspirational journey to hike 
many miles in the southeastern United States. And to this point, he's covered about 2,000 miles on foot. And there's some very specific reasons that he's chosen to embark upon this journey and to do this. And we're pleased to have him join us in just a minute to share about with us. And among the trails that he has uh, spent a lot of time hiking and covered a lot of miles on are the Appalachian Trail, the Florida Trail, and the Penhody Trail in Alabama. And pleased to be joined by lifelong friend Larry Beasley. Larry, it's great to catch up with you, and thanks for joining us. Roger, it's my pleasure, and thank you for having me on. You know, it's really been great uh, to reconnect with you after all these years on Facebook, like it has been so many of, of our other friends. And, you know, I've really been taken and moved by the by the journey, literally the journey that you were on. And can you just tell us briefly about you know, what inspired you to, to want to take upon this, this monumental journey to literally hike across the entire southeastern United States on foot? Roger, I was uh, a couple years ago. I was diagnosed with cancer in, in my intestines, and uh, I had to go through forty radiation treatments. And as I was there on the table, I thought about things I'd like to accomplish in my life, and thought about a lot of my friends that I had lost, and and what they would have liked to accomplish in their life. And, and the Appalachian Trail had always been in the back of my mind, and so I decided that you know when I was done with this, I was going to try to uh, make an attempt on the Appalachian Trail. And as I did that, Roger, it's become even a, a bigger hike. Now I'm attempting to do the Eastern Continental Trail, which includes uh, not only the Appalachian Trail, but the Florida Trail and the Penhody Trail also. And it's a grand total of about 4,200 miles. And can you talk about, share a little bit about what it has been like? And I'm sure we don't have time for you to share all the incredible experiences you've had, but say, when you got started on that, and um, wh- what were some of the challenges that initially you faced, and, and how did you overcome those challenges? Roger, the first two days, uh, I actually thought I was going to fail. Um, I could only do about eight or nine miles. My endurance wasn't very well. I think it had something to do with the cancer, but it was very frustrating as a uh, you know, I just felt like that maybe this was going to be too hard for me. But as I stuck it out and endured, uh, you know, I got better at it each day. Uh, I ended up uh, hiking about 750 miles of the Appalachian Trail. Uh, but the winter was going to be coming on, so I knew I had to go into the south and hike some of the southern trails. So that's when I uh, took on the Penhody Trail, which is an absolutely beautiful 330-mile trail in Alabama. And then I started uh, the, the Florida Trail, which I still have about 300 miles to complete. But I just completed the, uh, the section between the Everglades and Orlando, which was uh, a very interesting uh, uh, section, you know, wading through swamps for three days in the Everglades. You're listening to the Roger Frank and William Show. Right now we're speaking with Larry Beasley. He's a lifelong friend who has embarked upon a monumental journey and over the last year he's hiked literally over 2,000 miles across the southeastern United States including the Appalachians Trail, the Florida Trail, and the Penhody Trail in Alabama. And Larry, can you talk about, you know, as as we mentioned, I kind of came across what you were doing on Facebook and became uh, really interested in it and inspired by it. And I know many, many, many others have well have as well. Can you just talk a little bit about that aspect, which I guess was something you didn't really uh, anticipate, was was the fact that you would become you know, an inspirational figure for so many people? Roger, I, I never thought, dreamed of that. I was just going to go hike the trail and 
thought some people would like to look at some of the photos, but as I met more people and more people became more interested, uh, people were telling me how I was inspiring them, and uh, uh, and that helped inspire me, Roger. It really did. Uh, uh, you know, when you're hiking alone so much, you know, the, uh, 90% of the time I'm alone, but it's easy to give up, but it takes, uh, you know, you've got to dig down inside yourself and, and, and really find that determination to go on, and this hike has taught me self-reliance and, and, and the sense of accomplishment each day. Uh, I mean, every day you think about going home, but every morning I can't wake up to, to go again, and uh and to know that I'm influencing anybody uh, through this hike, it, it's just, it, it, it really inspires me also. And we, I know you also had some inspirational figures in your life that, uh, you know, that, that help you uh, uh, provide inspiration during this particular journey, both in terms of wanting to start it, wanting to do something of significant accomplishment that was difficult, and also to uh, helping to inspire you, uh, you during the obstacles that you face. Would you uh, care to share a little bit about some of them? There was several, Roger. I mean, my father was the first one to introduce me to the Appalachian Trail as a young boy. He talked to me about it. I asked him what it was, and he's the one that explained to me that it was a trail that ran from Georgia uh, to Mount Katahdin in Maine, and I found that very interesting. And uh, My wife was very uh, inspirational to me before she passed away 12 years ago uh, with her fight with cancer and how strong and how courageous she was. And I wanted to be the same type person. But really in my life, I think in fifth grade, uh, Joe Sterling's wife, Miss Sterling, who was my fifth grade teacher, was a, a tremendous influence on my life and, and, and really taught me the, the lesson to try to excel at everything that I did. And, and, and I, I'm really thankful for her in my life. Thank you for sharing, Larry. And you know, that's, you, that's, you really hit on something there, I think, that you mentioned when we are talking off the air. It's... Those of us that were blessed to um, that God chose to put in a popka, we really uh, were the beneficiaries of some wonderful, wonderful people that really helped to put us on 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 the right path in life. That's not right, Roger. I really were. And so, what, can you share just a little bit of what's your what's your average day like? I mean, you you cover a lot of ground on foot during the day. Tell a little bit about uh, you know what what a day in the life is uh, on the Appalachian Trail. Initially, Roger, like I say, I wasn't covering too many miles, but now that I've been hiking for so long, uh, my day usually starts about 4 in the morning. Uh, the alarm goes off. Uh, I, I, you know, there's two ways to sleep. You can either sleep in a tent or a hammock. I choose tent with an air mattress, which I find more comfortable. Uh, but I start about 4 o'clock in the morning because I, I like to get up and be hiking by 5. Uh, the reason, it's usually dark, but... Uh, uh, it's, it's the cool of the morning, and I like to try to get in two hours. And within two hours before daylight, I can have in five, five, six miles. And um, then daylight comes, and so, uh, you, you know, you, you walk all day. And, uh, you know, you, you take breaks uh, periodically, and uh, you eat. And uh, you hope by noon that you can have in 15 to 20 miles. And a lot of days, I'll do a 30-mile day, uh, uh, I try to get in 20s now, um, which is a lot of miles. Uh, I just completed a section where I did 105 in three days. Uh, and you're carrying between 25 and 30 pounds on your back every day. And to be able, you know, and I'm really blessed by God to, to give me the health and the strength and that I'm, uh, you know, cancer-free at this point and that he gives me the ability to, to go out and walk a marathon every day. And uh, I'm, I'm just really thankful to him. 
You know, it's an amazing endeavor. And, well, Larry, we're, we're near the end of our, our segment, but before, just before you go, uh, two things. Anything else you'd like to share? And then also, uh, what, what's next? Uh, how much longer are you going to stay on the trail? Well, Roger, in April, I'm uh, returning to Virginia, and I'm hiking north to Mount Katahdin. That's another 1,400 miles. I'll be going to another, uh, I think, eight states, and uh, I'll, I'm really happy to share that with you. And I would just like to say anybody can look me up on Facebook, Larry Beasley. Uh, they call me Gravy on the Trail. But I have a, a public page that anybody can, you don't have to friend me. You can just go on and look and, and, and see the photos. And I'm just thankful for the opportunity to, to bring it to everyone else. Larry, thank you very much. Thank you for, it's been, as I said before, it's been great to reconnect you with you, first of all, on Facebook and now here in person. And uh, and really, thank you for sharing about about your incredible journey and and the people that helped to inspire it. Well, thank you, Roger, and it's been my pleasure. Well, friends, we're going to go to a, a quick break before we do. Of course, I want to let you know about the guys over at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, and let you know that they've got everything you need for anything related to your lawn and garden needs. Apopka Moore is also where they sell the best, only the best power equipment tools and lawnmowers in the industry, including steel power equipment tools. You can find them at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair is where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Also want to let you know a little bit, tell you a bit more about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you or anybody you know is looking for a place that will care for your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle that you might own, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. I've been taking it there for 20 years. They're located at 1908, Al Blossom Trail, Apopka. And please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Well, friends, welcome back. It's great to be with you today. Hope you're enjoying the show. Well, really, um, it's been great to speak with the guests we have today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation we had with Larry Beasley. That was a real thrill, thrill for me. Larry was a you know, goes all the way back to my days at uh, Dream Lake Elementary, if not before. I think he always, you know, we knew each other back actually before elementary school, back on the playgrounds, uh, Edwards Field out in Apopka, the ball fields. And, you know, I want to thank Larry for sharing his inspiring journey. And I've been able to follow him on Facebook. And it's, it's you know, it's just um, pretty amazing to see the challenges, you know, that, that he's facing um, as he literally hikes across the, southeastern United States, including the Appalachian Trail, Florida Trail 2, as, as, as he mentioned. Um, but also to see, to hear him talk about you know, why he's doing it and his inspiration uh, is kind of um, one, as he talked about recovering from cancer and wanting to you know, make sure that he did, did, did more with his life, literally, that he wanted to do and that was significant and then that he hadn't done before. And then also the inspirational um, aspect uh, and influence of so many people in his life, uh, specifically people who um, you know have have passed away and who, who no longer had the opportunity 
to pursue their dreams and their passions. And you found the whole thing incredibly uh, uplifting and moving and, you know, wanted to share it with you, and I'm, I'm glad Larry could join us to do that. Uh, he's taking a brief, <laughs> very brief break from from the trail. But, and it was great to speak with Chuck Griffin, veteran liaison at Chad Bar Law, and Jordan Kuvet-Guyton, attorney at Chad Bar Law, and to hear about the many ways and the many organizations and programs that are out there that can help our military veterans and many that I'm in that our veterans or their families might not know about. And it's great to have that the Jordan and Chuck and, of course, Chad at Chad Bar Law ready and willing and eager to help our veterans with the you would help access the various systems that are out there and um, organizations uh, that can help them. And once again, I encourage you, if you don't quite know where to start, Chad Bar Law would be a great place to start and you would be working directly with either Chuck or Jordan or maybe both. In our closing moments, I'd just like to share, um, you know, talk about motivation. You know, one of the most motivational figures in my life has always been America's first president, George Washington. And I recently, uh, I've been, as I think I may have shared with you, we spoke with Derek Hicks from Thompson Jewelers last week, that recently, really since September, I have really been rededicating myself to reading more, learning more, finding out more about our the founding of America, about our founding fathers, our founding generation, uh, the the reasons that sparked our American Revolution, going back to the activists like Samuel Adams and Paul Revere and the Sons of Liberty uh, to the start of the war the incredible leadership of George Washington as the you know, commanding general of the of the Continental Army, the incredible hardships and obstacles that he had to face, uh, his incredible faith and perseverance, and then ultimately, um, you know, subsequent chapters where we actually you know a, a, attained independence from Great Britain and were able to start a our country that has been a beacon for freedom and liberty around the world for over 240 years. It's been an inspiration to to millions of people and to help liberate tens of millions of people over the course of the two, our, our, our life as a nation. And so anyway, I, last night I saw a great YouTube video of author David McCullough, who of course is a historian who dedicated his life to largely to writing about our founding generation and our founding fathers. Of course, he was the author of the great book, John Adams, of which there was a whole HBO movie series about, which I, from my perspective was, was excellent. And, um, so, but it was David McCullough talking about George Washington. And it was very interesting to see just how the, the, the tremendous amount of respect that, David McCullough had for George Washington, and, and as he very uh, eloquently listed all the many things that Washington did that were just so extraordinary that led directly to the creation of a, of, of America, you know, getting established as a successful co- country, which, of course, the first and foremost was winning the Revolutionary War. Uh, and if you want to talk about long shots, I don't think there's probably been much of a more long shot in the history of the world than, you know, a bunch of 
shopkeepers and farmers and artisans going up against the most powerful military power and the most powerful governmental empire in the world at the time. So, I mean, I think the the accomplishment of just that, of just the Americans under Washington's leadership winning the, the Revolutionary War, gaining independence, um, is, is a feat that cannot be uh, over over f- estimated. And so that's kind of what I'd like to share with you, because George Washington's birthday, of course, is coming up uh, on February the 22nd, and I want to talk more about him, because there was a time... And this even goes back to when we first started our show, the first year or two of our show back in 1998, 1999, those early years, I would talk about George Washington. And then I got to the point where I'm thinking, well, gee, everybody knows about George Washington. Everybody knows about his incredible leadership, about the phenomenal things he did as a general to avoid capture, to win battles that uh, nobody else would have won, such as the Battle of Trenton, uh, actually both Battles of Trenton. The lesser one is much uh, less known. Second one is much lesser known. The Battle of Princeton. Those ten days, Washington won three battles against the the British Army, which essentially saved the Revolution at that time when it was on the brink of collapse in 1776. And um, so, any but but now, of course, in recent uh, years, you know, it's become obviously so many you know, a lot of people do not know. Uh, about George Washington, the positive aspects, let's put it that way, of George Washington. Of course, as we have come to know over the last two or three years, you know, the left, the woke crowd, um, wholesale academia, and by that I mean primarily colleges and universities, uh, not only are not teaching about George Washington and our other outstanding founding fathers, they're actually, um, you know, just, you know, leading an effort of character assassination and presenting them in uh, the most um, unfavorable light and painting them as literally as, as villains. So anyway, I want to take these few minutes we have left to share a little bit more about, about George Washington. And I want to continue to do that on a consistent basis. And the thing that I'll focus on right now is specifically his leadership as general of the continental army and specifically his Christian faith, the faith that drove him, that was the source and the fuel for the extraordinary perseverance that he had, and just enumerate a lot of things that really weren't even taught in history class, because I know there's only so much, to, there's only so many time, such time in the day, of course, and uh, <clears throat> to teach in history class, but even back in the days when I was in school, when George Washington was revered. Uh, and by our teachers and um, the school system, and you know, we did learn the the positive aspects of, of of George Washington. A lot was left out of that story because I think that um, you know, one thing that that you you learn when you begin to dig deep and start to read uh, read a few books, and now we've got uh, these access to these great uh, v- videos on YouTube and so forth. Um. The incredible obstacles that he faced. Now, of course, to begin with, <laughs> you've got an incredible obstacle because, like I said before, you've got a, a, a volunteer army, if you will, a militia made up of untrained people that aren't even soldiers. They're uh, they're guys with muskets, you know, um, farmers with a musket over his fireplace, or a shopkeeper who's um, wants to fight, who's motivated to fight for freedom. They're not seasoned, skilled, trained. Soldiers, professional soldiers. So, right off the bat, you're going up against that, 
And then, of course, the economic resources, which Great Britain had to bring to the to the table. And, and, and just uh, we'll just talk in the last moment or two about the Battle of Trenton specifically and what I think was was not taught and that a lot of people don't know about the Battle of Trenton. You know, most people know about the heroic um, crossing of the Delaware um, and, you know, the surprise attack on the Hessians at Trenton and the big victory there. But what I don't think that a lot of people know in my source, my primary source is a book by David McCullough, 1776, is the incredible difficulties that the the Continental Army and, and Washington had in the immediate, uh, you know, in the months before that. Uh, we had been, Continental Army had been losing and losing big to the Redcoats, to the British Army, starting in about the summer of 1776, you know, pretty much immediately after the Declaration of Independence. There were uh, three or four major battles in New York. Uh, the Continental Army was almost destroyed. Uh, in fact, and if it had been destroyed, the, the revolution would have been over literally about, you know, a month or two or three after the Declaration of Independence was signed. Um, Washington had to orchestrate an incredibly skillful, a couple of incredibly skillful retreats, midnight retreats. Um, in order to escape uh, capture and annihilation. Finally, had gotten to the point where the army had dwindled from about 20,000 men, um, you know, less than a year before that to down to about 5,000. About half of them weren't even, uh, couldn't even fight because of sickness and, and disease. And um, that's where they were. And they were facing uh, on the brink of being literally disintegrating. And if they had had a battle, they would have most likely lost it. So, Anyway, the point as we wrap up is that not only did George Washington lead his uh, heroic battles and courageous and was courageous in battle and skillful in battle to win battles that, that pretty much nobody else would have won, just the perseverance that he had in order to to get to that point uh, w- was extraordinary. And we'll pick this up uh, on uh, hopefully next week. And we'll continue to talk about George Washington and his extraordinary leadership and skill um, and faith uh, and courage on the Roger Franklin Williams Show on a consistent basis. But for right now, I want to thank you for joining us today. Give a shout out to our producer, Jeff, and hope that you have a great weekend. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.